Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast Season Finale Special. Here is the episode where we talk about all the trophies that Jose has won. He what? Won nothing? But he was supposed to be special. Always won trophies. He alienated the squad? Upset the fans? But he normally does that after winning things? So won nothing? Jose going to rebuild for the next season then? He's gone? Wow, so a big name replaced him. Who's in charge now? Ryan Mason. Okay, so, right, right back to it. Wrapping up the season that was in one neatly packaged podcast. Here are your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the season finale of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam. Joining me today, my partner in crime, the man who's had to put up with me for an entire season, and it's not been fun, it's Matt. Hey, you mate. Listen, last week, last week, this was the last thing I wanted to do in the world, but how a game can change something. I've been buzzing about doing this one. How 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 one game can make you feel better. Yes. How a little a little hint of a potential oh, bit of news can make you feel God. a little better. It's give me a list, um, Sam. I am um, I have got a running order for this show, right? And it is redonkulous. Okay. And I have had to cut stuff out because it's like, okay, we're gonna talk about the season and like, you know, we'll go over some stuff. And so I wrote I thought, right, if I write everything that I'd like to cover, you know, just literally do it all, and then I can refine it. So I got a page of A4, and I filled this page. It looks like a frigging teenage girl's mood board trying to work out, like, the love of her life or something. <laughs> and I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, yeah, I've really... I, I ain't never going to be able to talk about all of this. This show be five hours long, and I'd still have to cut stuff. So I've worked it to, like, a ridiculously blunt bullet point list... These are the things I think we need to cover in this show. And one of the big things is going to be like fan questions like from the Facebook page, Instagram and stuff. Because I put the posts out there and we've had loads. So we're going to have to get to that as well. Because mm-hmm. loads of people got involved, which is great. Good, yeah, really good news. Um, we've had loads of emails this season. Loads of people getting in touch, which has been brilliant. Uh, just chatting about stuff. I think nothing quite likes company like misery. And I think... <laughs> This podcast has provided company for the miserable <laughs> well, during this season. I mean, if it was a Men's City podcast, maybe not. But unfortunately, it's a Spurs one, which is kind yeah. of comes with the territory at the moment. <laughs> I had a conversation with Stefan, Stepin Stefan fame. Um, yeah, hello, Stefan. I know you're listening. So, hello, mate. Um, I had a chat with him earlier on talking about Juventus have fired their manager, uh, one of their greatest ever players in Pirlo. Um, and they fired him because of their league position, and the guy only managed to win two trophies this season. Wow. And our conversation was along the lines of, can you actually imagine winning two trophies in a season? Oh, I'm trying to imagine winning one, to be honest. Well, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think all of us can go into a season going, oh, it'd be great to lift the trophy this season. I don't think any of us have gone into a season in probably a long time going, yeah, two would do. <laughs> You know, two. Yeah, I reckon two. Two this season. All of us go into every season going, just just lift the trophy gap. Let's just pick one up. If we can one get up. one, yeah. that'd you know, that'd be a kickstart, that'd be good. We just get the monkey off our back, let's lift the trophy. But the idea that a manager gets sacked after picking up two now apparently he won the equivalent of the 
Italian charity shield and they count that as a trophy. So I'm never... I don't know. They they seem like recently that that's become a trophy. I never think of that as a no. trophy. Do you? No. No. It's like a one-off game. It's supposed yeah. to be like for charity. I remember when we were a kid. Like, you, if it, the game was a draw, they'd share it. I remember Tottenham and Arsenal, uh, ninety-two. We'd won the FA Cup in ninety-one. They'd won the Division One, and we shared it. And I got this picture, which I've still got to this day, of the Arsenal and Tottenham team all integrated in together with the charity shield mm. between them and the FA Cup. And the League One trophy, like the two squads, like one picture at the end of the game. Ugh. Like, oh, we're sharing it. Look, and I just sounds hideous. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't imagine that now. Like now, like if they did that, fans would be. I mean, fans go mental over half and half scarves now. I mean, I. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, do you know what? Funny, funny you say that because obviously I haven't been to a game for a while. Uh, and my my memories of the half and half scars were more when I was at Wembley, walking down Wembley Way when we was yeah. playing home games then. And you just think, who buys these? <laughs> like, like I know I pre- appreciate that there are there are people that buy them. I was they wouldn't be selling them. There's there's yeah, got to be a demand no, there somewhere. But I'm like, no fakes. <laughs> no, I, I, I gotta be honest with you. To me, it's like a memento thing. Right. So like, um, I've got one from my first ever game. And like my um, I know my nephew's got one from his first ever game and stuff like that. So it's kind of like the program, the half and half scarf, the ticket, you know, all that's in like a box, and I've kept it. Right. Okay. Um. So yeah, I, I don't know. Everyone's different, I guess. So no, to I, me, it's yeah. kind of like it's a keepsake. It's, it's a, you know, you're not gonna wear the frigging thing. Like, no. Hey, we're playing Man United again. Let's bring that scarf out. No, get stuffed. No. <laughs> do you, yeah. Do you know what? You're right. And and. If, yeah, thinking about it, when I went to the uh, the last game where we could have full capacity, mm. I'll be Leipzig game. I bought yeah. a half and half scarf because I was, it, it, for me I was in Germany. Yeah, it's not over yeah it's an, but it's I guess, an experience. Yeah, it? I'm thinking as a Spurs fan with a season ticket, going to every home game. No <laughs> thanks. Yeah, that's the perspective. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no, never. Yeah. Not in a million freaking years. Yeah. I would rather freeze to death than put that on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got hundreds of them. Just wrap them around you. You're cold. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into these bullet points then, because um, I want to start uh, <laughs> with dealing with the crap, and then move on to stuff that's going to make us laugh, uh, so we can get out of the way. Okay. Um, I, each competition that I've broken down, so we can kind of give our assessment for the season based on each competition we were in. So we're going to start with the Premier League season, where we have finished 7th. Uh, it's a, a, a step down from the season before, where we finished 6th. And obviously, last season and this season is a massive step down on what we'd become used to, which is top 4 for the previous 4 seasons. Um, How do you feel about our Premier League campaign, my friend? Disappointing. Um, <laughs> you said that so nicely. Like, hmm, disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, I, I just you have to put you have to put things into perspective. Okay, so of uh, yeah, we had a, a a good start. You know, we we was top of the league for a very short period of time. Yeah. Uh, football, as you know, there was like me and you have mentioned. There's the odd great game like the 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 win at Old Trafford the the mauling at Old Trafford and the, yeah, the, the Southampton destruction of Manchester United at Old Trafford yeah the one yeah that yeah. Game, yeah but apart from that it's just been depressing and and it's look when you like if you'd have kind of like say you'd have been given 
twenty minute snapshots of every game. So like, right, you're gonna, yeah. you, like you don't. So you, you've you've come from a different planet. They've set you down. And they're going to go right. This is this was Spurs' season. We're going to give yeah. you a twenty minute snapshot of every game. Yeah. You'd go, oh, did they avoid relegation? <laughs> oh, big time, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so from that point of view, maybe seventh's not too bad. Uh, and obviously, yeah. what what's my, like you know, like I said when we when we opened the show, part of the reason why I've been buzzing about it is because. Although it's, the season's over, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not that. But you, you know, right. it's, it, we've, I know we've gone to the depths now where we're just happy to finish above Arsenal. But we did yeah. finish above Arsenal, and that is that is worth talking about. Yeah, I think, the and, Arsenal and, thing. Yeah, and and look, I, I, me, like, me, so me and Seb were watching the game, and yeah. you know, it, it was, you know, they, they so it was one 0 to them, one 0 this Leicester game, obviously, and then two yeah. one to them, and then and then, and then two all, and then we banged yeah. the two goals in. So when when Sanchez, just, I, I to say sorry, Sanchez, yeah, go, go on, mate. No, I was just going to say Bale got the two goals off the bench. Just wanted to. Oh know, yeah, no, I was going to go enjoy to that. that. Yeah, yeah I was going to come yeah. to that. Yeah. So where um so it was Michael that scored the own goal, wasn't it? It wasn't a, yeah. wasn't a Sanchez yeah, yeah. header. But me, like me and Seb said we were going to watch it. Like you know, it's been dreadful. It's been like, the whole season has been just an absolute oh, turgid, yeah. stressful um ch- challenge. It's like been a mental. It's been a mental challenge to watch the games, you know. It's like this is. I know I'm not going to enjoy this. It's going to be dreadful. Even if we win, the, the football's going to be dreadful. But we're like, let's yeah. just let's just watch this one. So we sat and watched it, and obviously, so we made two all. And then when Bow scored, me and Seb just yeah. just launched like we were just <laughs> running up and down the lounge screaming. And when the <laughs> fourth that. one came in, I picked him up. Like, like, and and do you know what? Like I know it. It's only because we like I wasn't interested in qualifying for this third tier thing. No. It was just it was just the fact that I knew as soon as the final whistle went on Facebook yeah. on my profile, let's start fishing for Arsenal fans. And did I? <laughs> and did I catch? You know? Oh and, man! Right. Yeah, I, I saw that. that yeah, was, that was beautiful. Vic, Vic my is, um, go on, my mate. friend, who's an Arsenal fan, we have our fourth. Oh yeah, that's right. So I'm gonna on, be talking about the that last final, week on the final day. In the final ten minutes of the season, Gareth Bale comes off the bench to score two goals to mean that I get to issue out the forfeit again. What is it? I, I, oh no! I made her set her Facebook status every day this week with a different Tottenham themed status about how she's uh, been wrong her entire life and how she feels that she needs to follow the Lily White of Spurs. You you have to know her to understand just how much that hurts. Her. <laughs> Um, uh, she she has worn a Tottenham shirt as a past forfeit as her profile picture, awesome. and I've made her set that again for the week. Awesome. Um, and uh, she's also had to call me handsome on several occasions, which <laughs> which I know again will hurt her deadly. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean she she adds. I mean I was getting so much crap. It was like hourly, just like just a little reminder that we're now just twenty four hours away from Arsenal finishing above Tottenham, and it's like an hour later. Just another reminder, we're now 23 hours away. So when Gareth Bale made it four, which meant it was done, that was it. I know it was late in the game, we were free to up, but what the fourth one meant, that was it. Game over. Yes. One, two, we could the breathe. Post. Yeah. Mate, I have not celebrated a goal like that in a long time. Yeah. Like, literally, I'd say a couple of years I've not celebrated a goal like that. I yeah. lost my damn mind. <laughs> And I, I, and the best thing is for the best thing I could ever do with this is I never messaged her. I never did a damn thing. I just let it, just let it sit there. Just let it breathe for a few hours. <laughs> and then I just sent a message and all the message said was, I'll let you know you're forfeit in the morning. 
<laughs> and, I, and I got back so much shit. <laughs> but, and, and all of it was just like, oh, bloody hell, you've qualified. We didn't want to qualify for that anyway. And I just yeah. went, none of that matters. No. None of it. No, Not no. one damn thing. And I, I posted on the Facebook page about the league finish, obviously, and everyone... I, I didn't, like, put a post on there. Yay, we finished above Arsenal. I just pointed out, here's the table. This is where we are. We finished here. Yeah. And... And people were just like, ah, in your face, Arsenal. And then all these other people, like, I, I like to call them the joy police. Because <laughs> they basically come along and go, ugh, you, you think that's a successful season? And I'm just like, no. Not one person taking joy out of finishing above Arsenal thinks it's acceptable this yeah. season. Nobody. No one has watched us all season and gone, God, we're good. <laughs> Everybody has thought we were crap. Everyone has endured it. And yet they found something to be happy about. And everyone wants to come along and go, you're not allowed to be happy about that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, bollocks, I'm going to be happy about yeah, it. I don't care right. what you think. Yeah, of course. Because it just... It doesn't matter. Like today and like the following week, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's over and now we got the realities of where we finish and the competitions, etc. And that's fine. But on the day and the following day, it was fun. I think I said to you, the big picture of this club right now is shit. But yeah. this moment's fantastic. It's so that's just, all yeah. just focus on the moment for, yes. for today. Even if it's just 24 hours... Let's just freaking enjoy this because everything else is on fire. Yeah. But this little bit is sat in a lovely oasis. There's a pool. <laughs> We're all sunning ourselves. It's good. Enjoy yeah, it. Completely. Uh, but yeah, it's like the constant joy police. And I don't get it. I don't understand why people are like that. I, like, I look at things sometimes and I think, yeah, but it's crap. You know, everything this season's been crap. And I, and I get that feeling. But just to go, you're not allowed to enjoy it to somebody else. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm almost just laughing. I'm like, mate, no, I'm going to enjoy it. I don't care. I do not care that you're going to stay unhappy because it's almost like a certain person who, like, watches Gareth Bale score those two goals and goes, ugh, we're in that Euro- Europa third tier thing. If that was your first thought, then maybe just give football a break for a while because maybe you need that. Do you, do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not being nasty. It's no. like, it's clearly damaging your mental health. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you know what, Sam? I um, So on, on uh, Twitter yesterday, mm. probably like a lot of Spurs fans, I was just putting in the search bar <laughs> Pochettino Spurs and just refreshing it every five minutes. Right, um, you know? I'm going to apologise in advance because if you follow the Spurs news on Twitter, I was just posting GIFs of him all day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a few of them come up, actually. Yeah, they would, yeah. But but I uh, obviously, you, you tend to, although you, you're trying to find news, you, you, you find all kinds of opinions and stuff. And I found yeah. this one chap that was like... Uh, oh, oh let me guess, let me guess. Can I try and guess? Go on, go on, go on. Uh, all of you are forgetting that by the time he left us, the results had really gone badly, and we shouldn't be going back for him. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was along them lines, and it was yes, also it was also like uh, along the lines of this is just the final straw uh, with Levy and Ian. And don't get me wrong, Sam, you, we've we've discussed it on the podcast. I'm you know I'm not happy with the owners. You know I, no, I don't no, I'm no. not a leave. I'm I've I've gone from the kind of on the fence to. Yeah, I'd probably prefer if they went, but like you know, yeah. that's where I am at the moment. But you, you always put it so politely as well. I love yeah. that. It's like I was on the fence, and now I'm like, do you know what, old chaps? I'd rather you left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. Think, I think you've been jolly bad, and you <laughs> should leave the bar immediately. And do make sure you take your coat yeah. with you when you depart, because I don't <laughs> want to have to send that on. <laughs> but uh, so, Stop, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I so 
basically, and he said, uh, you can you can shove your 60 quid. I'm not paying that, right? So yeah. I just responded with, um, thank, thank Christ you're not going. With, with that kind of attitude, thank Christ you're not, not going, you know? So so, <laughs> yeah. the, so, so then I, I had all the, and, and I love it with Twitter. If you want to fight, if you want an argument, you can oh, fight one. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. brilliant. Like, you know, and, and, and I'll, 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 I'll smile. I, I know he probably thinks like he's calling me all kinds of things, like mugs, yeah, UNT, yeah. all those kind of things. And I'm, I'll laugh. Do you know what I mean? I think it's brilliant. But um, so, so I, I was, I was saying to him, look, oh, that's because he was going. If you go, you're supporting Levy uh, and yeah. Enoch. And I said, no, I'm going because I support Spurs. Like you know, I support yeah. the club. Like you know, regardless of who, it's my club. And and so we was having this backwards and forwards. And funny enough, he was getting loads of likes. I think he had like double figure likes. And I was very getting very few. So I know people oh, are, angry. I know mate. people are really angry with Enoch. And I get, I yeah. do get it. I understand. <clears throat> but I just think sometimes. Sometimes you just the, the, you lose the, the joy. You 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 you, you don't realise that you're letting the joy just go. And yeah. like we we get, like we've had plenty of podcasts where me and you have got angry. And I know how you feel, and you get really riled up sometimes because I know you go into a real lot lot of depths. Yeah. But 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 the, but the game, the, the final whistle, Leicester. It yeah. just reminded us why what, what, why we do it. There's there's joy there, you know. And yeah. if if you're not seeing that joy, like you say. You might want to just take a step back. Yeah, you might want to just, find just a different take a break for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, because like, like there's always gonna like the way I look at it, it's, like, it's a bit like with with Harry Kane. You know, like he might go, he might not go, whatever's gonna happen. But it looks like he's gonna go. But who? Yeah, but but in ten years' time, Harry Kane will be retired. Spurs will still be there. You know, you just gotta sometimes just focus on supporting the club and the other bits, although they annoy you kind of almost put it in the background otherwise if you let it envelop you and envelop your support for the club you're never going to get that you're never going to find the joy are you no 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 you're, you're not wrong you're not wrong but um <clears throat> i think i think people uh, anyone who listens to the podcast when i was quite a roller coaster i mean we've had conversations where it's like i'm gonna put my season ticket so far up daniel levy's ass he's gonna be able to <laughs> choke on it followed by i'm hoping other people want to do that so i can get one for my son <laughs> and then and then the following week i'm gonna burn the thing in front of levy's face whilst i crap on his desk you know did you so, know I'll, I'll be actually quite uh, i know we had a conversation on our messenger about in the old days people used to chuck their season ticket like the yeah, new, i remember yeah. the newcastle fans but yeah. i would i would like someone in the crowd to try to burn their card their plastic yeah, card yeah i don't think you can I, don't, I think i think that's why the club went that way <laughs> it's kind of like your season ticket you're keeping it you're not throwing it at us i mean like someone's gonna tie it to a brick and launch it at some point you know that, that guy's like oh, i can see you you can see me <laughs> yeah yeah and i can see you so i can hit you <laughs> <laughs> right on his bold head <laughs> have that <laughs> scene ticket stuck to a rock um, <laughs> so so Premier League wise I mean finishing with a win was great I mean mm. the, it's just such a weird thing football right we started the season against Everton and we were crap yes I mean like that game we were so bad like so so bad and we lost it and then we after that we dominated we looked good we won game 6-1 at Old Trafford have I mentioned we won 6-1 at Old Trafford <laughs> I don't know if I brought that up but we did we won 6 goals to 1 at Old Trafford Manchester United we beat them 6-1 um, that was this season by the way 6-1 at Old Trafford and we did that and we were top of the league and yet we started the season with that Everton game which was awful we've ended the season just basically begging the season to be over expecting Leicester to do us 4-5-0 and we've bloody won the game yeah yeah 
Football's mental. It really you can, is, isn't it? You can't describe it to somebody. You talked about like aliens from another world being shown snippets of our games. You just tried to explain Tottenham's season to them. They'd go, all oh, right, so this is a book. Someone's written this fiction, right? No, this happened. Nah, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. Um, I do want to give a special mention and a shout-out, by the way, to, to my friend who's the voiceover guy. He's a professional voiceover artist and my friend, and he does the voiceover for our stuff here on the podcast. And he recorded our special intro this week, which I gave him the script for. And in the script, I wrote, uh, Jose is pronounced, because I know he's American, so I know that if you see that written down, you'll pronounce it the Mexican way, which is Jose. And I'm like, it's Jose. So I wrote phonetically, Joe, say. You know, that's how you say it. Fifteen takes later, I gave up. <laughs> it just doesn't that, get it, does that, it. That dude, was, it's Jose to him, and it's going to be Jose. It's so, Jose. I mean, part of me is kind of like, he made it clear in that documentary he doesn't like people getting his name wrong, so, you know, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, the guy, like you said, the guy's American. I mean, yeah, well, I know yeah. we've got some American listeners, but yeah, we, we both do. We, we, we we've do got, our, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, careful, careful. We've careful. got, we've got, we've got a common language, but you know, we've got our differences, haven't we? <laughs> it is a com- it is a two nations separated by a common language. Right? It really is. <laughs> My favorite thing with American is, is do you know why they spelled like this? Is a historical nerd fact and then a joke. Okay. So, a historical nerd fact, do you know why they spell things like colour, for example, was missing the U? Loads of words they, like, shortened. Do you know why that is? Because when they beat us uh, and kicked us out of the country, they're like, we've got to get rid of some of the legacy of, of no. them. Or... <laughs> Go on, anyway. No, uh, uh, for one, they never beat us, so we, we tactically withdrew. <clears throat> um, and two, it's because in the Old West, whenever you'd send a telegram to somebody, you had to pay by the letter. Ah. So if you want to write the word colour, you just make it obvious what the word is and like loads of other things and you drop the letters and that became the language. Oh, wow. Okay. So there you go. Historical nerd fact for everybody. And the second thing is one of the things that Americans do which cracks me up is that everything is blatant. So like we call... You know, uh, pavement. You know, where are you going to walk by the side of the road? Pavement in America, sidewalk. Sidewalk, yeah. Yeah, it's because you walk on the side, don't you? <laughs> it's yeah. Sidewalk, yeah. sidewalk. Uh, everything like that. It's just blunt. You know, wind windshield, windshield wipers, everything, trunk, uh, the lot. Everything is just blunt. That's how it's named. Love it. <laughs> I just, Love I want to, I want to know why, why they call uh, aluminium aluminium though. Yeah, I, I think that's just because. <laughs> That's weird. I, I'm never, never going to work that out. But then, but then the other thing is like, you know, you've got a place in England called Birmingham, and yeah, everyone's like Birmingham, because there's Birmingham in Alabama, because yeah. there's loads of place names, and it's Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham. And it's yeah. like, we're over here, it's like Birmingham. Birmingham! I'm like, yeah, I get it if you look at the word and you break it down, you know, into the syllables and you announce each syllable, but that's, surely that's not how you talk. Aluminium. Aluminum. Okay, fine, stop it. <laughs> I'll give up. I'll give up. Uh, so for all of our American listeners and my friend who's the voiceover guy, I'd like to apologise for that last segment. <laughs> but uh, please keep listening. Love you. Yeah, please. Love you, bye. Um, so that's the Premier League. The Premier League, we finished seventh, and that does mean we qualify for the new third-tier European competition. For our younger listeners who are used to there only being two competitions in Europe, this is a new thing. For we older folk, by the way, we're called geriatric millennials now. Oh, really? They've given us our own little thing. 
Yeah. Do I qualify for that, or am I too old? Yeah, for Yeah, no, no, no. You're in it. You, right, you, okay. you are literally the top geriatric of wow. the millennials. Wow. But I prefer. There's another name for it called Zennials. I prefer that. Yeah. Generation X, millennials, and we're kind of in this weird crossover group that don't quite fit in either. It sounds and like a, it sounds, I say it sounds like some kind of race from a planet in Star Trek. Do you know what yeah, I mean? The Xenials, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> now, this week in Star Trek Enterprise, it looks like they're about to attack. That'd be us. Um, but yeah, so the FA Cup... Um, sorry, what was I talking about? I know the FA Cup's one I want to talk about. Now. Oh, the new competition, that was it. Mm. But when we were younger, you had the UEFA Cup, the European Cup, which is now the Champions League, and you had the Cup Winners' Cup. You always had three. That's so right. it's yeah. only a recent, you know, I say recent, fairly recent thing that it became two. So it's having three again is kind of normal. The trophy yeah. looks pretty fun. It does the look awesome, is kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, and the funny thing is, is, since we qualified, fans of every other team around us have been absolutely bantering us with images of some of the grounds that we'd potentially be playing in. One of them, as if you've seen this on social media, has a train track with a steam train that comes along in front of the main stand during games. That's awesome. That is and so awesome. pretty much every Tottenham fan who's being bantered by this have gone, I don't know why you're having a pop us. I would genuinely pay a fortune to go to that. That looks yeah. amazing. I was going to say, I'd lo- I'm hoping like, if we get them. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but can you imagine sitting in the sand the freaking Hogwarts Express rolls past? That's... That's amazing. I'm going to have a great time. Do you know what? I, 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 I try to stay away from Twitter, which is, I guess, where you'll find most of that stuff from. Yeah, but yeah. I guarantee that a lot of this is coming from West Ham fans. And do you know what? Yeah, yeah. Like, their, their stadium is shocking. Honestly, yeah. it's just it's embarrassing. I, I, yeah, I'd be it's embarrassed. It's not a football stadium. I'd be embarrassed. I'd be completely and utterly embarrassed if I if that was my home ground. You know, regardless of the size of it, it's just yeah. it's embarrassing. Like you, you you sit in the front row and you need a pair of binoculars. You're in the front <laughs> row. Do you know what I mean? The thing about West Ham is they've had a great season and they finished above it. And like I'm just I'm fine with it. I'm like yeah, you were better than us this season. Fine, no problem at all. If you want to compare histories, you want to compare recent histories. We're a bigger club than you. Everybody knows it. But this season, where we've been the worst we've been for 10 years, you have finished above us. Well done. Yeah, well done. That's it. That's it. It's done. And the season's done. So next season, if you do it again, I'll be impressed. And they're not, they're not going to get far. They're not going to get far in the Europa League either, are they? You know uh, they're not. Let, let them have some fun because, uh. as a club, they are not used to doing those extra games. Yeah. And it is it is a challenge. It is like genuinely like even if you look at the opposition and go, oh, crap, we'll be all right." Trust me, it starts to bite around Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so that's that. So the FA Cup, we got to the fifth round, I believe, where we lost to Everton. Um. If you just write down fifth round, that ain't bad. You know, no. overall, you know, if we were top four, for example, top four, fifth round the FA Cup, you'd think, okay, that's that's not a bad season. You know, not great. You'd want to win something, but mm. it's not bad. And that Everton game was freaking bonkers. I don't know what the hell happened that night. <laughs> it was just freaking weird. It's like, yay, they'll attack and score. We'll attack and score. Two teams that just bizarre. I also just want to talk about Everton very quickly, by the way, who spent a freaking fortune and do spend a fortune every window they've got a fantastic manager there we finished above them quite comfortably yeah and they, they won nothing and yet they they don't get any criticism at all 
It's weird, isn't it? Because I don't know if it's because we're in the bubble of being Spurs fans, but you, you only look at managers like Ancelotti and, and Arteta. These guys yeah. have really underperformed this yeah. season. But why, am why I just missing Cal- it? Yeah, why isn't Calvert-Lewin being linked to every club going? Yeah. Why, why is it that it's just Tottenham? That yeah. like, oh, our play- and it is. like I, I sit back sometimes and I do think, oh, I've got Tottenham rose-tinted glasses on. Um, I, I'm just seeing it from my point of view. But like a mate of mine who's a Man United fan, I've got another friend who's a gooner, as you know, and they generally do say to me, the media hate Tottenham, and I don't know why. And mm. we've been hated since we got rid of Harry Redknapp. Have you noticed that? Mm. Like, we had Harry... Even when Richard Pochettino was like the height of his powers, and a load of pundits loved us, they were like, oh, Tottenham are playing great, they're doing great, like Carragher and Neville, people like that just loved the way we were playing. It would still always be, but what if they won? Harry Kane's going to leave. Eriksen should leave. You know, mm. Dembele should be at Real Madrid. It was just con- It's just a constant thing, and I'm not quite sure what it is. The only thing I can think of is that we as a club try and project ourselves as one of the top teams because we got the amazing stadium. We got we've had a great coach in the past few years in Pochettino, of course. I don't mean anyone else. Um, squad's been great and we've kind of just not won something so therefore people just think that that's open season on us I, I don't know I, it's an odd thing I don't get it because like Everton there's no criticism there there's no one trying to sell Calvert-Lewin there's no headlines about 17 Premier League goals Calvert-Lewin's being linked to this club or that club I mean Danny Ings who scored less is being linked to every club under the sun do, do you see what I mean yeah. it's, it's odd yeah it doesn't seem fair it. does it no, that's not bloody fair, mate. It's not fair. Um, so that's the FA Cup. Not much more to say about that. The Marine game was fun. Yes, that was. That was nearly that went was one nil down, Cup. didn't we? At the start. <laughs> it was. It was the FA Cup's great. You know, FA Cup's great. Um, the League Cup, we were runners up. I don't want to say anything more than that. I'm still pissed about mm. that. Uh, but we finished runners up. So in the record book forever, that's another second place <laughs> for yep. for us there. And the Europa League. Where we made it to the first of the knockout rounds, and then were beaten three 0 by a team where their manager was in jail. Just been put in jail, I think. I need Just, yeah, yeah, that week, yeah. <laughs> because him and his brother ripped off funds from the football club. And we was two nil up from the first and leg. We were two nil up from the first leg. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> just, I think we leave it that, shall we? <laughs> well, well, yeah. What can you possibly say about that? I mean, it just. <laughs> Everything going into this season. Jose's been in this competition twice. He's won it twice. We're we're looking good. You know, the team are taking it seriously. He's building strong sides. Wait a minute. Yep. <laughs> What's just, happened here? Just what the... F- I, I, yeah. yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, so that brings us to Jose Mourinho himself. Jose Mourinho had a summer to put together a squad that he wanted. And... There's a lot of revisionist history going on right now. But let, let's be clear. Jose dictated our transfers in the summer. He got the right back he wanted in Matt Doherty. Even though Matt Doherty is a wing back, he got him. Because if you remember, when Jose signed him, Jose's system at Tottenham was to play a back four, but then adjust it to a three with the right back becoming a wide forward Mm. that was how he was playing so when he signed Doherty that was clearly what he had in mind okay so let's let's not be right 
Vinicius came in on loan was Jose Mourinho's number one striker target. That was the guy he wanted and he got him. It was a loan deal but he got him. Everyone else in there, Hoybier, everyone else was players that Jose and Hitchin identified together. They went for and they got. The only player he didn't get, which he wanted, which was a central defender in Skriniar. But after the close of the window, he came out and he said, you know, the club did everything I could have asked of them. They tried for every position I asked for. They've, you know, they've ticked every box. I'm happy. It's the best squad I've ever managed, which reiterated from when he joined it. It was the best squad he ever inherited. He was saying that, you know, I finished second at Man United with a worse squad than this. You know, you Jose Mourinho fans are going, well, of course he said that. He was lying. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all there going, well, why doesn't it stand the reason that he's lying about other things? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you admit he lies there, what else are you just going to admit he lies about? Because... Mm. It it was bad, right? Let's let's just talk about just for the moment under Jose Mourinho. I think all of us had an expectation, which perhaps is unfair for a new manager. But the expectation is with this guy that once he comes in and gets the players in the positions and the, the style he wants to play, you will win something. And we didn't do it. And we never looked like doing it. Even earlier in the season, me and you were on this podcast would say, we're not playing good football. It's hard to watch. However, we're in every competition. Yeah. And we said that repeatedly. And the reality is that that was the fact. We were. And it was kind of like, in a game, when you're losing 1-0, you're always still in the game. It's like all the way up until the final whistle, you are still in that game because one moment of magic can take you over the edge, you know, to win the game or, you know, to get back in the game. It was kind of like that. Like we were crap all the time, but we were still in the game. And in the minute we started being knocked out, you know, like the fifth round of the FA Cup, the, the Europa League, it was so obvious that it was just... There's there's nothing there. There there is mm. no great tactical genius anymore. There's no great man management anymore. There's no this whole way that Jose manages the club and everything. It's just not working. At Manchester United, they when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer took over, he had a very thinly veiled dig at Jose Mourinho, saying that the players were the most unfit players he'd ever come across. And from the leaks that have come out of Tottenham after Jose's departure it would appear that this Tottenham squad is the least fit of any Tottenham squad in a decade. Wow. They just, they've just not done the correct work for modern football. They've worked on a style of play, which is they don't have the ball. So you don't work as hard. You just sit. We're just going to sit in. And that's mm. all they've worked on. You know, there's all sorts of reports in the Athletic and other papers about players. That, I mean, it's probably Deli Ali who's leaked all of this, but yeah. players have leaked that they went back to Pochettino's methods to try and work out attacking patterns of play because they weren't being coached any. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's, it's a disaster. The whole tenure of the man was a disaster. From mm. the outside looking in, we went at it with pure hope, me and you. You know, mm. kind of like we're going to ignore the toxicity of the guy. We're going to purely hope that he can deliver what he he has delivered for teams in the past because if he can do that it like i've said loads of times you win something he gets the monkey off your back and then you can build 
And it's kind of like, if he can just come in and do that, even if it's for one season, two seasons, just lift that off the club's back, then he can move on and we can move on, then that's great. You know, he, he would have served his purpose. But man, it did not work. Awful, awful decision. It was too difficult. And, yeah. and do, do you know, like, I'm, I'm, it's absolutely no surprise that he's now found another club very quickly. No. Because he would always... His ego and his his um, charisma and his past glories will always always keep him employment. He'll be he'll he'll find work. He'll be paying being paid millions for, of pounds till he's in his late sixties. For as long as he wants to work, he will find work. Oh, completely, yeah. But you look at the way that Tottenham played. It suits Italian football. He could well go to Roma and do really well, mm. and everyone would go. It was Tottenham. Yeah, that's such a revisionist way of looking at it because I guarantee you if he left us and went to Villa Everton uh, Man United again any of them the clubs would go backwards yeah completely because in English football the game is that much more aggressive that much faster that much his style everything just doesn't work now teams worked him out in this country and once teams worked out Tottenham this season we had nothing else because yeah. the team just didn't know what else to do well you look at you look at the Southampton game I mean yeah. I, I know we ended up doing the double over them didn't we I think we beat them yeah, we did, yeah. But, but but even so the first game yeah. it was embarrassing wasn't it yeah. because they were playing that high line and yeah. but people like teams hadn't worked us out like you know, even the main like I know this, I, I, I like the an excuse six to talk one. about it. six one, yeah. yeah. But even that, but yeah, what, like you say, it's no coincidence. I don't think that we were top of the league and then we started declining because, and we like had you an say, international break. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. They just, they just clubs have just started working us out, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And and the minute they do that, you then have to rely on your ability on the ball, your ability to create things because teams will sit in. They're not going to hold a high line against you because. Against Tottenham, you look at it and go, we can hold a high line, we can push Harry Kane forward because Harry Kane doesn't have that blistering pace. He isn't a Vardy type to get in behind. Sonny does, but he plays deeper. Well, Harry Kane came in deep, Sonny ran beyond, and we ripped teams apart. Oh, God, The yeah. minute we did that, teams went, right, sit deep. Yeah. <laughs> Two banks of four. Mm-hmm. Harry Kane's going to be denied the space that he's finding dropping deep, and Sonny's going to have someone, basically, he become his shadow. And although the pair of them still, through brilliance, managed to score a boatload of goals this season, which is purely their brilliance, tactically, it was done. It was gone. Mm. It was it was embarrassing that every time we got the ball, we had nothing but try and give it to Kane and hope he does something. Yeah. Give it, you know, kick it over and hope Sonny can run onto it. Mm. It just it just was nothing there. We had nothing else and. Teams were able to therefore, like even when we went one nil up, two nil up. Teams were able to get back into it because we weren't able to create much, and we just surrendered the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was crap to watch. Mm. Uh, Ryan Mason came in and did as good a job as Ryan Mason could possibly do to round out the season. I think Daniel Levy putting him in charge for that cup final was awful, uh, but I think that's on Daniel Levy, not Ryan Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ryan did the job that he came in to do as best as he can. Load of fans out of pop at him about team selections and stuff. All of you have got no idea what's going on in that squad, what's being said, who's training well, who's not, who's already decided they're leaving, etc., etc. He just did the best job he possibly could. He won that last game against Leicester, which no one gave us any chance of doing. And now he goes back into his coaching role within the club and 
you know that that's it let's <laughs> let's <laughs> let, let's leave that as it was i don't think any anyone's got any criticism of ryan mason you're pointing it in the wrong direction aim it at levy yeah completely because he should never have been put in that position 29 yeah. years old never managed should never have happened if you were looking for someone to just come in, like Harry Redknapp was available, just come in to finish the season, Harry. Come in, put your arm around all the players, give them all a G out. Go on, lads, you're terrific, lads. Send them mm. out there. Just mm. with your experience, Glenn Hoddle, somebody, just to come in and be experienced hand just for those final games. But he didn't. He, he took the cost, cost-effective cost option of promoting Ryan. But of course Ryan was going to do it. Ryan loves the club. He'd do anything he's asked. Yeah, um, sure. So yeah, no, just just redirect your anger. If you're annoyed at Mason, redirect it. Uh, so Daniel Levy then, um, if you were to give Daniel Levy a rating at the moment, so let's imagine Daniel Levy's uh, school pupil and we're the teachers. Um, a one is an excellent, excellent, excellent season. He's he's managed everything so so well, and a five is did this kid even show up to class? Who the hell is he? I don't know what the hell's going on. Where would you put him on that scale? Just just for this season. Just this season. Well, I mean, look, he, he invest he, he he gave um Mourinho plays at the beginning at the pre, last preseason. So for yeah. that reason I think I'd give him a four. <laughs> you are very nice. Yes, I think that's fair as well. I was gonna say six. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, you you are right. It is fair that he he did back the manager in giving him the targets and he tried to get Skriniar over the line as well. He did genuinely try and get that deal done, but Inter Milan held on. To Inter Milan's detriment, by the way, Inter Milan held on to that when they really needed to sell him and they held on and now they're in massive financial trouble where they've had to let go of their manager and they are literally forcibly going to have to sell players because their accounts need to go in in like four weeks i think and if they report them as the is they could be relegated wow. <laughs> so wow inter milan are in trouble <clears throat> they should have sold him to us but they didn't they dug in um and now yes they won the syria R, but they're about to possibly have that stripped off them so wow. <laughs> yeah uh although the rumor is they're about to sell lukaku back to chelsea for 70 odd million quid which I've are, heard that. which has solved their problem so yeah Chelsea, yeah. what an interesting team that is. We got a kid in our academy. Let's sell him. Let's buy him back. Ugh, mental. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. mental club. Uh so yeah, Daniel Levy. Um we can't uh finish this. Obviously, we need to talk about Gareth Bell very quickly. Gareth Bell, um there's rumours the guy's gonna retire, there's rumours he's gonna go back to Madrid now Zidane is gone. Um to be honest with you, nobody knows. Um Gareth Bell's comment after the Leicester game of like, yeah, I know what I want to do, but if I say it, it's just going to cause chaos, led to so much speculation. I hope that he went back to the room afterwards laughing his tits off that he said <laughs> it, because he, he clearly just thought this would be funny to give him something to write about. Um, I think the club, there's contradicting reports. There's Some people say the club have an option with Real Madrid to do the same deal again for the next season. Um, but I, I'm not sure. There are other people again who I who I trust to say there isn't a built-in agreement and talks would have to start again. So I don't know. It, it's up in the air. I I I'm not sure. I I'd have him back. I mean, me personally, to have that option to be a match winner against lesser teams and to have him on the bench against the stronger teams for an impact, like 10-15 minute impact. 
like he did against Leicester, come off the bench, score two goals. I mean, <laughs> that's what you want. That's that's yeah. what you want him for. Then I think he'd be phenomenal for having for another season. Do you know? I know you you know a lot more about this stuff than I do. But did he? Did he? Um, do you know what happened? Because I know he's he's mad with kids, isn't he? Yeah. Did they just they just find somewhere near to where he lived before? Like, is he? Do you know if he's set back settled back in England? No, no. Or... He's, he's, he's still got a place in Madrid. That's where his right. missus stayed. Oh, she um, stayed in Madrid, did she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, because of COVID, though. Um, so right, they got get a place you. in Cardiff. Um, and they would have done anything, but yeah, I mean keeping the family safe they stayed there and he, he came over to london i mean he had um, so much money he could, he could literally buy a house in london with one week's wages well, couldn't yeah, he you he know, could but... do whatever the hell he wants he, yeah he just it's just a case of i mean if it wasn't for covid i dare say they'd have gone back to their place in cardiff um but he is still under contract in madrid and he knows that technically he's still got one year of that contract why would you sell your place yeah, <laughs> if, of course. if you could potentially mm. be back there playing for a year yeah, you're sure. not going to do it uh, his kids there his wife's there you know they're bunkered down because of the global pandemic it's just yeah it's because uh, he flew to madrid after the game like he signed off at tottenham thank you very much everyone i'm gonna go home and see the wife and kids before i go into the euros camp yeah and there was this big thing like oh he returns to madrid straight away it's like He's gone home yeah, to his house. His family, it's not, it? yeah. It's not like he rocked up at Bernabeu, which, by the way, was on fire the other day, so maybe he did. <laughs> <laughs> Later's Zidane. I'm just going to set fire to the place. Uh, so that's Bale. Um, we got to mention it very briefly, obviously, the Harry Kane situation. Um, he, he wants to leave. That's, that's just fact. Everyone needs to get, wrap their heads around about that. Um, the the rumor is there has been a meeting, and he's just been told the club's focus is on a new manager. Even though the bid of half a billion comes in, he ain't leaving. So when the Euros are done, you know, come back in. We'll have another chat. You can meet the new manager, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. And apparently he's left that going. Yeah, okay. Now, when he's in the England camp, and so therefore he's purely going to be hitting the press by himself. I would like to think. As the England captain, his professionalism will be, I'm here to talk about England, literally. So during the Euros, that's it. That's all we're going to talk about. Anyone's got any questions about anything else, save it, because that's it. Mm. Because I think that's what he needs to do, not just for him, but for the whole camp. Because if the whole camp sort of talking about that, the focus just needs to be on England. And if he can do that, then he'll go for the Euros and come back and then, you know, we'll go from there. But apparently, there's just absolutely no chance in hell anyone's going to be buying in before the Euros. No. Add to that, Erling Haaland revealed that he's got a release clause in his contract next summer. So, of the 70 million euros. Which basically means that you could buy Harry Kane this summer for about 150 million. Or you could buy Erling Haaland, who's five, six years younger, next season for about 30 to 70 million less yeah <laughs> so that's it there and apparently Mbappe is about to enter the last 12 months of his deal and could be available as well he's very young as well isn't he yeah. yeah yeah so there's a lot going on with the rich super clubs like Man City they've got decisions to make apparently according to lots of people Man City want to buy Grealish for 100 million this summer can you imagine them spending a hundred million on Grealish and a hundred and fifty million on Kane? 
you, you can. In the same window? I, I don't know. I don't know. Even you got to remember, their biggest transfer fee to date is sixty something million. That's the the one that in a one off deal. That's been their biggest fee they've spent. So, I I don't know. I I could imagine them going for Grealish. I can imagine that. But to do both, I don't know. Is that the same Grealish that Levy could have bought for ten million, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fifteen, and then it was twenty-five deal, and then we pulled out. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't. Do you want to know the worst thing about that? Generally, the absolute worst thing about that is Christian Eriksen asked to leave the club. Right? He apparently said to Pochettino at the time and Daniel Levy, "I love it here, but I've always wanted to play in Spain." And Real Madrid want to buy me. Real Madrid made an offer of a hundred million for him, right? And he said, yeah. "It's one of my dreams. I want to go." Jack Grealish in that same window, we could have signed for twenty-five million quid. Like the deal was done, it was fine, and then we we dropped our offer to fifteen. And Aston Villa dug their heels in and then got new owners and just said forty million or go away. Mm. So we could have sold Ericsson for a hundred million. And bought Jack Grealish for twenty five million to replace him. So not only would you have replaced a player in the squad who didn't want to be there, and let's face it, after that window, he was not the same player because he mentally checked out. Loved Ericsson for us, but he was not the same player because oh, he no. made the decision he wanted to go. Oh, completely, yeah. You'd have replaced him, had seventy five million in the bank, and replaced a foreign player with a homegrown player, which has been a massive issue for our squad. It's situations and things like that. And when you know that Pochettino wanted Grealish, like really, really wanted him, like was like, yeah, this kid, that's it. Because like, he looked at him, he wanted Ross Barkley. And Ross Barkley went to Everton. And, uh, sorry, went to Chelsea. And he was like, okay, I've lost out on that one. Grealish, younger, better, get me him. And that's what happened, you know. Mm. It's stuff like that that makes you, your brain itch. It's like huh? a football person would not make that mistake. No. Even if you looked at it from a business transaction, ooh, sell him, buy him, squads on the same sort of level, and I've got seventy-five million in the bank to improve a different position. It's almost like it makes sense. It's almost like it makes sense, mate. I. <laughs> it, it's stuff like that that drives people insane. It's stuff like that that drives me insane. And it just has to stop. It just has to. Like a director of football, an actual footballing brain, like David Pleat or someone like that even, would look at that and go, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. This, is, this is like, yeah, okay, thank you, Christian. You've been brilliant for us. Off you go. Hello. Welcome, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Because he just he watched Jack Greenish play. He's not the same person as Ericsson. But he's, the one thing he's got that Ericsson is he run at people as well. The guy gets fouled more than anyone else in the league. He's like a Gascoigne in that respect. He will mm. run it defences. You imagine him playing behind Kane and oh, what what Pochettino wanted and what he ended up with and you wonder why the guy ended up leaving, feeling disenfranchised, getting sacked and then to watch Levy fawn all over Mourinho, give him all the players he wanted and it still suck. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So that's that. <laughs> it's time to hand over the podcast to the good people on Instagram and Facebook. Are you ready, buddy? Let's go, mate. Now it's time for your comments. Right then. We're going to start with the good folks of Instagram. 
Instagram, of course, run by the absolutely lovely, delightful, um, very attractive, by the way, as you can find her on her OnlyFans account, Laura. Um, she's asked me to stop promoting it now. She's got too many subscribers, she said. Yeah. yeah. Far, you can only have so much money, can't you? I think you can only have so much money. And I think the, the, the some of the personal requests that have been coming in are like, whoa, dude, <laughs> chill out. Uh, so we open with Jake Bennett 17 who says I thought I'd ask a question for the last podcast of the season I've had many questions this season but since most of them were just depressing and disappointing to discuss I thought I'd spare you guys as we've had enough pain for a year thank you man. yeah thank you similar to the mountain man's question about managers hearing this evening on Sky Sports the news that we're in discussions with Martinez what are your thoughts on this wouldn't be my choice personally, but we do seem limited in our choices because we find ourselves. Also, great work on the podcast as always. Got to admit, I've had to drag myself to anything Tottenham related for this whole season. But it's always nice to hear what other fans think. Enjoy your summer break and looking forward to hopefully a more positive season ahead. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, my thoughts on Martinez being our next manager are somewhere between homicide and suicide. <laughs> I'm caught between the two. Um, like there, there are some managers and stuff like that you look at and you go, "All right, yeah, okay, not not my choice, but let's give him a crack." You know, let's give him a crack. With Jose Mourinho, it was kind of like, "Don't like Jose Mourinho, but you got to respect his CV." Let's get on board. You know, let's get on board with it. Come on, once they're once they're named as the manager, I will find a way to get on board. <laughs> generally, Martinez and a few of the others that were linked with, I'm just like, please don't do this to me. Please, I think, please don't. <laughs> yeah, I think all you need to all you need to think about with Martinez is he manages the number one country in the world. Yeah. And um, what have they got to show for it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We are the number one ranked team in international football. Wow, you won the World Cup? No. Oh, you won the Euros? No. Oh, you won that new weird league thing? No. Huh. <laughs> but you're number one ranked? Yep. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Is that just because Eden Hazard for the last two years has been phenomenal? Yeah. <laughs> and and to be fair, if he did come along, I know Real Madrid have said they're releasing Eden Hazard, so we could yeah. technically get him if he come over. So they could, you know. Have you watched Eden Hazard play for the last year? He's not been great. No. Nope. <laughs> um, the Johnny Stark says, now that Danny Rose has finished his sabbatical and is out of the Spurs contract, what do you think will happen with his career? Personally, I think a spell in the MLS would do him a world of good. Skill-wise, he'd still be in the upper levels of players in that league. Also, I don't know why exactly, but something in his personality seems as though he needs a break from English football. Um, or he needs to be in an English-speaking league. I can't see him playing in Turkey or Italy, for example. Um, I uh, wrote a blog about Danny Rose on our website. Um, if you've not seen it yet, go check it out. Um, basically, I pour my heart and soul out for a long, rambled blog about my feelings on that. So I'm not going to do that here. But what I will say is looking at pictures of Danny, I think he's retired. Um, he looks like someone who stopped playing football and is, that's it. He's done. Do you know what? I, I haven't seen the pictures of him, but... Uh, I do think, like you know, I don't know if he, if you're right, you know, and that it looks like he is done. But yeah. you feel like a spell in the MLS would be a good call on paper. Yeah. You know, I, I think that makes sense. But yeah, he's 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 struggled with his mental health, hasn't he? Over there, I mean, that's, he, that's been quite has, public, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he has. Um, and I, I think he, you know, I, 
in something to talk about really but yeah he looks like someone who's just stopped training stopped stopped working on it you know and and just decided i'm i'm done uh, i've just sent you the picture to your whatsapp matt so you can make your own mind up let's have a look you just sent it to my whatsapp have you yeah i have yeah 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 he's um he's he's, he's... he's had a beer or two He's going to be able to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a nice way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah, I tried. Um, <laughs> the next one comes from a man with his own intro. He's a man. Such a man. Such a man. He's a Big thank you to the Mountain Man for getting in touch. He says, I'm sure you have heard the rumours going around that a certain Pochettino could be on his way back. Could it still work a second time? Bale's second coming paid off, brackets, eventually. I can only see it being successful if Levy's willing to learn from his mistakes and back him in the transfer market this time around. We'll also just like to say thank you for an excellent podcast. I've been listening for about a year. And I always look forward to each week. Great for your mental health when you realise that it's not just you who struggles through life as a Spurs supporter. Thanks, man. That's kind. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yes, there is a rumour Pochettino's coming back. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit excited about it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of we come out when I found yeah, yeah. out. A little bit of we. A little bit of we come out, yeah. Thanks for sharing, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, it was... Um, there, there, there's a little, there's a little rumor. We'll, we'll, we'll come on to that. Uh, Darren Ward three says opinions on the potential return of the King Pochettino and the release of Jack Rolls. He scores goals. I oh, really thought I, Jack. That's gonna hurt. Was horrible to me. Yeah, mate. I'm sorry. I just don't you, know. It's you, gonna... you hurt me. <laughs> I let everybody know that Jack Rolls, a kid from the academy, who I followed and I've loved watching play. Genuinely, a goal-scoring midfielder, just phenomenal. Jack Rolls, he scores goals, and I put in our chat. Jack Rolls has been released, expected like, oh no, or anything like that. Just got bantered by Matt. Just absolute <laughs> slammed. Broke my heart. I think I put Jack Rolls, he scores goals, dot, 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 just not for Tottenham anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just, why? Why did you do that? Oh, mate, that I know. so cruel. Sorry, mate. Do, do, do yeah. you know, it, it, it's sad, and, and I, I, I saw the list. I think you put it on our Facebook did, page, yeah. didn't you? And it's it's not just him. There's some no. surprising names on there, yeah, aren't there? You no, know? There's, there's a big old wad that's been released. Um, yeah. Uh, finally on Instagram we have uh, Sims127 says thanks for making this season more bearable have loved the podcast and its therapeutic nature, saved me a fortune in cancelling sessions big <laughs> thanks to Sam and Matt and support and the supporting cast, here's the next season uh, thank thanks you. man, appreciate that yeah, thank you, um, he had a reply from Laura by the way, Laura replied to him saying you're more than welcome smiley face, I will make sure I let Matt and Sam be aware of your lovely comment not that their egos need it. Outrageous. I saw that as well. Absolutely outrageous. Wow, Laura. <laughs> wow. Egos. Me and Matt. You. You. Talking. Little Miss, to... little miss Top 1% of earners on OnlyFans. Having a pop at us about egos. Unbelievable. To be fair, though. Uh, to be fair, though, Sam. Like, you know, if she thinks we've our egos bad now, when this podcast eventually becomes 
you know a, a global yeah. force yeah and you and you know I, we're, we're a, i'm at stadium you know I'm, I'm going to games and embarrassingly people are going to be like oh my no, god that's it's, Matt. It's, yeah it's, you're you're from matt from spurs news and yeah. oh, okay come what, what, what do you want me to sign and i know i'll be having to sign parts of people's bodies and yeah spurs yeah, shirts yeah. and that you know so I, I appreciate that's all to come so I do worry that she's fearing her ego now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this isn't the time idea. to fear the size of her ego, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I know. That's, that's very true. <laughs> By the way, I, I mentioned it ages ago about us like doing adverts and stuff on it. We've been approached by loads of companies since we've added numbers for listening. The one company you are insistent, and they are emailing me every week, is a company called Manscaping. Okay. Not sure Tell what that's more. about. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll forward it to you. But if <laughs> if next season this podcast is brought to you by Manscaping, I've sold out. <laughs> just I just so everybody my, knows. <laughs> I don't know if it's I don't know if my mind should be going there, but I'm just picturing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like You're picturing a, what a, I'm picturing. Yeah, of a jazzle, but the male version, version. Yeah, I've got no idea. I, I've got I've not looked because I've just kept looking at the title, going. I don't know if I want to be sponsored by Manscaping.co.uk or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they offer me enough money, I'll be sponsored by yeah. whatever. But I, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, all, we've all got a price. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal <laughs> Fan TV sponsoring the Spurs News podcast. <laughs> um, Dean Bernard on Facebook. Now we're heading heading over there. It says, if Levy's trying to get Pochettino back, do you think it's to appease the fans? If it is, I think it's all wrong. If Levy's doing it because he knows he was wrong not to back Pochettino the first time, then it makes sense. But if it's just for the fans, what do you think? I'll put that to you because I need to have a drink. I, I, I just love the fact that it's like someone's having a dig at him for wanting to do something for the fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I can't win, get it? That's, that's a fair point. Look, how, I, how, I do, I do how get dare what you he do... means, but yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> no, I do. I, no, I'm only kidding. I, I um, Yeah... Look, like we just like we just said when we mentioned it a little while ago, the thought of Pochettino coming back, and and do you know what? I don't know. Is this when you want to talk about it, or have you? Do you want to talk about it later in the no, podcast? No, I want to finish with it. Right, because I I, I think so. Me personally, like we we don't know what's going on. Like I mean, Pochettino's brought. I think they've PSG have hurried this video along where he wants to, where they've got him to say how much he's <laughs> looking forward to the future of PSG. So yeah. whether that's mind games, whether they want to keep him there, you know, whatever whatever's going on. Yeah. But if genuinely, because I know Pochettino's in London at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. And yeah, so at look, his house. At his house, Ten right? So. From Hotspur okay, so <laughs> look, Daniel Levy's just Dan, Daniel Levy's just hit hit the ring doorbell. Uh, Pochettino, look, it's Daniel Levy. Let yeah. him in. So. Yeah. Tell, tells a missus now now things are reopening again can, can you just take the, take the kids are these kids growing up now just yeah, just, just yeah, he, are, yeah. head out for a bit me and daniel we've got we've got to have a chat right you know <laughs> so they they sit down he makes daniel levy a cup of coffee yeah and, and then he plants said, him in the face no, oh, right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> i had no. this image of him just absolutely slabbing him one <laughs> no yeah right no so okay. he sits him down and he says like daniel right listen to me listen to me okay now, you know I love I love Spurs. I'm I, yeah. like Spurs in my heart. The fans, you know, the fans adore yeah. me. I and still we listen do. to the podcast Spurs news every week. Yeah, go on. Yeah, we 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 adore. We're not just we just didn't just adore him. We adored yeah. every all the setup, all his all his Jesus and everything. Yeah. The whole thing was just magic. Like that's the the song. You know, it just sums it up. He was he's magic. And yeah. okay, there was no trophies, but. This is where this is where the conversation is going to get serious, okay? So, okay. Pochettino is going to say to Daniel, "Look, I'll come back, 
right? I will come back because I, I it's unfinished business there. Yeah. It's all a bit weird at PSG. I didn't win the title, so they're probably yeah. going to get rid of me soon anyway. Yeah. But if I do, you have to back me. Yeah. If you don't, and, I'll, and and not just that, but I I will sign a contract. But in this contract, it will say you are going to back me. None of this airy fairy. Yeah, yeah, we'll back you. Yeah. I ask for a player. You get me that player. Yeah. Right. I'm being backed. And if there is one transfer window where, like we had, where you don't sign any players, just one of them, okay, yeah. then I have got a release clause where you've got to pay me fifty million and. I can I can disappear and you've got to pay me fifty million. That's how serious this is, okay? <laughs> so this is what's gonna get so Pochettino is holding the cards here. Levy yeah. knows, like like you said, Levy knows it would be a, like he's gonna get the fans back on side. It's that kind of it, it, you know, and again, you know I like to go I can't not finish the season off without going political. Mm. You know, you look at Dominic Cummings Dominic Cummings just a couple of days ago, just mm. making his explosive comments that would have in any normal sane world would have had the government just gone you know they've been gone by now but because they can throw other stuff in the government are really clever at throwing stuff other in <clears throat> no everyone's forgotten about it so yeah. levy knows if he brought pochettino back we would we wouldn't there'd be this what was this crap season what crap season you know yeah. genuinely we wouldn't even be thinking about it would we you no, know well, no. he knows you, that you, your focus turns to the future not the, completely not the, does not the past yeah completely does it's just like he's literally just ripped up all the mistakes he's made if he brings Pochettino in Super League what European Super League you know 7th play finish what 7th play finish we are buzzing again everyone's renewing their season tickets again you're you're back getting you're, you're going to get yourself another membership for you and FIBA yeah where do we sign like you know yeah. let's get all the stuff we're back we're back we're all back aren't we you know yeah. he knows that but but, yeah. but but Pochettino will only do it if Levy makes assurances that this is what let him down and like you know Pochettino will get a lot of grief for what happened but like me and you have said numerous times yeah. he was let down so big badly time, yeah big time massive he was let down and, and you can point to loads of different excuses for that but that's the reality the reality is he screamed in his highest possible voice he could for two seasons that the squad needed to be overhauled had to be changed. Painful changes, he described that as, because he knew some mm. players like Danny Rose and others that loved the club and he loved needed to go. But it didn't happen. No. And, no. and then we were left in the situation we were left in. Uh, Marty Ost says, Am I wise to have just put a reasonably large amount of money on Roberto Martinez when everything now points to Poch? Um, Marty? Uh, no. Uh, that's why it's called gambling. Bad idea. Yeah. Uh, Linton Ford says, due to current news, if you could, would you take Pochettino back? Linton, yes, yes, a hundred times yes. In a single heartbeat, <clears throat> my son. Pete Thompson says, hi guys, thanks for continuing the podcast during the season. It truly has been the hardest season to be a Spurs fan, but the pod has kept me going and your insight and thoughts are excellent. My question is, if Joe Lewis had a choice between spending £300 million on Tottenham... Trans transfers this summer or buying a new yacht? How big do you think the yacht would be? Um, I think three hundred million is about a twenty-five foot. Yeah, I yeah. think. Do you, I wouldn't know. Uh, not, not entirely sure. I'll have to ring my yacht guy and find out. Um, <laughs> yacht guy, yeah, you got you, you got him on speed though, didn't you? Do, do you not have a yacht guy? No, that's weird. <laughs> Uh, I think, do, do, do you know, yeah. sorry mate, before you go, I know yeah. he's, he's, he's in a question in jest, yeah. but I know you very, um, is the word succinctly, you know, when something's explained really succinctly, well. Succinctly, yeah. Is that, is that the correct way of describing it? Yeah. Really describe well 
uh, how it works. And I know it was a joke. I know he's joking around, but yeah. Levy's not. Um, Joe Lewis isn't going to spend a penny. And <laughs> no. The more people realise that, the more it's no. like you know. Don't, yeah. We don't need to go there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have him. Um, no. James Campbell says, do you think we should try to bring back Carlos Vinicius next year, uh, regardless of whether Kane stays or not? I think he's earned a spot. Um, I think Carlos uh, statistically did very well. Um, I like him as a player. I think physically he suits the English league. I don't think he's done a lot wrong. Um, but there are a lot of reports that he basically shut off in training. Um, was there for Jose. Jose left and never even like just didn't try uh ryan mason didn't even have him in the squad no so apparently yeah um if the guys are like that then absolutely not um because that's that's no good uh stefan cruz alvarez or stefan stefan says what do you think about pre-season tours with covid uk pre-season tour or tournament um there is a rumor there's going to be a tournament um between uh tottenham chelsea and arsenal not quite sure how I feel about that. Well, it's a bit like it's a bit like with that tournament that they brought in internationally, isn't it? Where they're kind yeah. of technically playing friendlies, but it's like a in a sort of yeah. mini competition. I guess it just adds well, a little bit of. It's more. Why have three teams? Um, yeah, but to, to be honest, there are three teams that generally hate each other, so there yeah. there will be a lot of interest in it, friendly yeah. or not friendly. Call, you call know. it the hatred trophy. Uh, Bobby La- sorry, Bobby Long says it's crazy to think back on the whole season and the fact that we beat Southampton 5-2 Manchester United 6-1 good man Bobby um, we were sat at the top of the table in late November I've been trying to think positively as best I can looking back at the season since the start of 2021 do you have a favourite moment from this year 2021 the Gareth Bale hat-trick sticks out to me help me find some bright spots I can remember instead of the drama and disappointment of Jose Etc. Etc. Um, to be honest with you, that Bale hat trick was one for me as well. Actually, those three goals yeah. were great. Um, the four two over Leicester on the final day. Um, Bale coming off the bench to make sure we finished above Arsenal felt kind of very Gareth Bale. Just, just, just sorting the fans out. Just like you know what, Arsenal aren't going to have that. Bang! Here you go, yeah. two goals. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, yeah, that meant. Yeah, that was good. That that for me. Uh, Jacob Twyman says who are the targets for a Kane replacement we're going to need at least two players to provide the goals um, and the assists yeah you're right to replace Kane you do need to sign two players minimum at the moment no idea just pure speculation the focus of the club is purely on a manager right now Uh, transfers how can you plan a transfer when you don't know what formation what tactics you're going to be playing it's impossible Mm. so yeah manager first Mark Ivey says, "Who? Why do we not keep Foyth and give him a proper run at right back? He's done well for Villarreal and Argentina, but can't get a kick with us. We can then sell Aurier and Doherty. Um, Juan Foyth ship sailed. Um, Pochettino was converting him into a right back with a view of selling Aurier. Uh, Mourinho came in, liked Aurier, signed Doherty, loaned Foyth. He loaned him because we didn't have enough." non-homegrown player slots left in the squad so he literally would have been left out of the squads so he had to be loaned uh, Villarreal wanted to sign him uh, we did a loan with an option to buy they are expected to trigger that option so I think one's gone to be honest with you it's sad the kid the kid had so much ability um, I always thought he could work as a defensive midfielder 
Yeah, I, uh, I I always thought with him that it was his physicality that let him down. Yeah. He was quite kind of he wasn't that kind of he didn't have that presence, did he? That you kind of normally find. No, but the yeah, guys at centre back, yeah. But as a fullbacker at DM, I, yeah, mm. maybe I don't know. But yeah, he seems to be thriving there. So good luck to him. And do you know I I didn't watch the Europa League final, but did he have a mare in the Europa League no, final? Or no, he was just, great. Oh, he played really well, did he? Yeah, I thought he was yeah. great. He got absolutely munched by Pogba. Um, it was a it was an accident, which by the way. Pogba need this guy in the head, accidental, right? Foyf's gone down, Pogba's going over him and he's caught his head with his knee. Immediately, Pogba screamed to the ref, head injury, right? Mm. That is what you do when it's an accident. That prick who stamped on the Chelsea just walked away shrugging. Yeah, Because he right. meant to do it. Yep, yep, completely, yeah, yeah, No one is ever going to change my mind about that, and Pogba just demonstrated it perfectly. You can mm. say what you like about that guy, prima donna, blah, blah, blah. The minute he realised that his knee had caught Foyf in the head, he scre- like you watch the replay, mate. He yells at the ref. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, straight sure. away, he gets up straight away and just like protects him, stands over him, like no one's going to get near him because yeah, he's sure. obviously thinking I've just knocked this poor bugger out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mental. Uh, John Coy's Hannam says there's a lot of dead weight at Tottenham. Which of these, if any, should not be included and up for transfer or loan? <laughs> Aurier, Sanchez, Dyer, Davis, Sissoko, Winks, Lamella, Mora, Undombele, Luchelso, Bergwijn, Clark, Sessegnon, Gazaniga. Gazaniga's been um, He's gone. released a year early, by the way, so we bought him out of his contract to do that. Sessegnon's been on loan for the season. How you can class him as dead weight, I'll never know. Yeah, Clark, he's, he's done really, weight, he's done really well. I, I don't yeah. get that. Um, Luchelso and Undombele? No. No. Um, those the rest of them can probably be sold. Uh, yeah. Barry Fowle says, "What are your thoughts on an interesting whisperer that Spurs have approached Zavi as the potential new Tottenham manager? With his philosophy echoing that of Pep, or very attacking, uh, would be able to attract big stars. Uh, not something I've heard." Do, do you know what? As well, I was going. This is a good time to mention it as well. I, I, I don't know if you've been doing the same, but I've been going on an odds checker every so often to see like who the next Spurs manager is going to be. Yeah, and like I don't know if it's just gone a bit crazy. Are you going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about? No, no, no. Um, oh, it's it's changed a little. Imagine <clears> I've gone a different one. But Dunga was like uh, near the top. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Why is he near the top? And then Glenn Hoddle yeah. was like near the top. Yeah. It's like it's all gone a bit. What, do you think it's just like? People just put these random bits on that just sort of well, sends it up maybe, and down. Yeah, probably. I mean, if something's 50 to 1 and a load of people think, yeah, that's worth a tenner, then it's going to change. But yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I don't fully get it, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, the fact that Sol Campbell was in the running, according to the. Oh, books, yeah. Is that, yeah. He, wasn't he like 50 to 1 at yeah, one point? Yeah. I mean, like, genuinely, like, even if it was a million to one, I wouldn't put a pound on. Because there is not if, a if cat in Levy, hell's chance that guy... <laughs> even so much as yeah, had a chat with him. <laughs> you know, oh, look at what happened to that brand new stadium. It got burnt down. But, but can yeah. you can you imagine, right? right <laughs> he's in a meeting. Daniel Levy's in a meeting. He's like, right, it's all got a bit badly this season, hasn't it, with the fans, with the yeah. European Super, Super League yeah. and having it down the pitch. and that. Yeah. What can we do? And yeah. then someone puts their hands up. Well, Sol Campbell's available. Yeah, I mean, I 
think they call that justifiable homicide, don't they? I, th- I think that's what I think that's the definition of it. I think if someone, a Tottenham person, suggests that they can be killed, I'll look it up. I'll check. I'll check with a lawyer, but I'm confident that's allowed. Um, it just would. It would never, ever, ever happen. I mean, it's just, just like yeah. even if, like, even if um, I don't know. Levy was just walking around with a golden crown on his head and we was all yeah. bowing down to him as he's walking in. Yeah. Like, he was the most adored chairman at Spurs. Like, he, like, he yeah, wouldn't he, even he, have been in a position to take him. Yeah, on. no, just no. No, no. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, Father Christmas should have better odds than landing a job on that <laughs> exactly, son of a bitch. Exactly, exactly. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> next up, then, we got Matthew Fleming, who says, who would be your realistic pick for our next manager? Have a great summer off, you two, and thanks again for the com- commitment over a tough year, putting out a fantastic podcast every week. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Um realistic see the problem is there's only one person I want to say and mm. when I say realistic the, the news and everything that's going on right now there's only one man I want and is everyone is Pochettino I want him back um, yes please realistically I thought Potter was our best bet to be honest with you and I did see a joke going around it um, just get Graham Potter to add Chino to the end of his name and the fans will be happy Graham Pochettino <laughs> Sorry, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. That's um, quite funny, actually. Yeah, it is. Uh, Jason Stacey says, love the podcast. And Sam, the way you explain things is brilliant. Anyway, enough bigging you up. Thanks, mate. Uh, how are the lone players, how have they done this season? Um, overall, the lone systems work great. Uh, it's done what it's supposed to. It's kind of identified certain things. Um, the most, for me, the most disappointing, the two that have really disappointed me was Troy Parrott and Jack Clark. Not because the players have done anything wrong. Jack Clark just picked up injuries. It like every time he got going, like would pick up an injury. Um, but when you're playing in the championship and you're still like a teenager, that, that happens. You know, championships are freaking rough league. <laughs> so, mm. so um, uh, you know, it's just such bad luck. And that that kid has so much potential for beating people as a wide forward that. There, there's a player there. I'd love to see someone like a really good coach get hold of him because there's such a player there. Um, the Troy Parrott thing's frustrating because Troy basically went to a team on the basis he'd be playing as a nine as a striker and they wanted to play him as a wide forward. So the minutes he got was out there. Other than that, he was on the bench. So the club called him back, took him, sent him on loan to a different team where he was going to play number nine every week in League Below, in League One, not the Championship. You know, at least he's going to get games every week. And then the manager got sacked. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And the new guy came in and, and changed it all. So, it, it, again, it's just like bad luck. I mean, he finished the season scoring. And I think he even put a tweet out going, ending the season how I wanted the whole season to be. But, you know, overall, gutted, really. Um, and and that's, that's the reality uh, for loans. Sometimes there, there happens that are just outside of everybody's control. But the reports yep. are they the two hard working players, the coaches that work with them really like them. So that that's that's kind of an important thing for the club. It's now to get them back in pre season and assess and assess to see what, what happens next. Um the kind of success stories, Ryan Sessignon uh, converting himself fully to a left back and playing a full season in the Bundesliga is a success. Um, as an attacking left back, he's played very well uh, in a system over there, not too dissimilar to how uh, certain Pochettino likes to play. Anyway, just just putting it out there. Uh, but yeah, he's done great. Uh, whether he needs another season doing that or whether he can become a left back choice for us for next season, you know, time will tell. 
Um, again, a lot of that's going to be down to the preseason. I think the biggest success story, of course, is Oliver Skip. Um, in the team of the season for the championship, um, team uh, voted midfielder of the year for Norwich. You know, just absolutely phenomenal. Their their third place best player of the season, which is amazing for a player who's on loan. It's been brilliant, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, he's going to come back into the team. Of course, the poor bugger broke his foot right at the very end, uh, which. Again, it's like so Tottenham. This, you know, we we loan a guy. He's having an amazing season, and he comes back broke. For God's sake, this is why I don't let people borrow my shit. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Always comes back broke. Um, but Skip, anyone who listens to this podcast knows that he's my absolute. Yeah, the kid's amazing. I've been raving about him since I first watched him play. He was like a 17 year old playing against 20, 25 year olds, and was the best player on the pitch. He was amazing. And I was just like, oh, wow, how old is he? How old is he? He's like, oh, yeah, he just turned 17. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look it no, at all, does no, he? just, yeah, he looks like he's <laughs> a grizzled veteran. But he's just so calm and everything he does. He always has time on the ball, which is a, a sign of a good player. So, yeah, Oliver Skip um, coming back. Great success story there. Uh, TJ Ioma, um played at Lincoln for an entire season. Played practically every game. Central defender or right back. It's going to be very interesting what the club does with him. Pre-season, again, big pre-season for him. Uh, but yeah, if you want any more details on that, I'm going to do a blog post next week, basically breaking down all of the loans, so look out for that. Liam Hickey says, if Pochettino comes back, what's the likelihood he'll bring Neymar and Mbappe with him? That way we don't need to strengthen our defence. We can just play Harry and go crazy and score more than you. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, odds of that are nil pois. <laughs> yeah, pois. <laughs> yeah, just just like Great Britain at the Eurovision Song Contest, it is nil pois. <laughs> Michael Joseph says, Delhi, I feel like we've heard him say he'll come back stronger and fitter earlier this season when he was trying to make a comeback under Mourinho. He stated it again last week, um, ahead of next season. He obviously has talent, but seems to go missing quite a bit. Does a new manager help to bring that out of Delhi, or are we stuck with his brother? Ooh, harsh. Um, I think when you look at Delhi at the moment, you got to look at the fact that under the last season with Pochettino, he struggled uh, mentally. A lot of stuff happened off the pitch, which isn't in the public domain. It's private, and it's stuff that Pochettino on a regular basis would say he's got a lot going on. And he protected him, I think, a lot during that season. Mm. Um, he still scored double figures, by the way, in that season. You know, he still performed okay, just not at the level we expected. Under Mourinho, absolute bombed. Mourinho first came in, Delhi at the ground running. Then just, boom, tanked. And Mourinho wouldn't even pick him. Wouldn't even put him in match day squads. You remember the first few weekends where they extended the bench? He even wasn't making the extended bench. Yeah, That's how much yeah. Jose... Didn't want him anywhere near the place. Loads of rumours flying around about why. Loads of stuff about how you know he wanted to be a professional video gamer more than a footballer now. Loads of stuff like that. I think you've only got to look at the young fullback, not young anymore, uh, at Manchester United. Like, like his name's gone clean out of my head right now. Luke Shaw at Man United. Mm. Jose destroyed him. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed him. And it took him a season to fully sort himself out, he's probably the best English left-back there is now. Uh, yeah. I watch him play for Man United, and it's like he's chalking cheese to the player that Mourinho used to tell us was a bad egg, bad apple, uh, doesn't train well, 
unhealthy, fat. You used to have a go at him constantly. And now, you know, it's, it's, he, he looks a phenomenal attacking fullback with energy to run all day. Once someone has faith in you and they build you back up, you will run through walls for them. When someone tells you you're crap and you're lazy, you hear it enough, you start to believe it. Mm. Under Mason, we saw Delhi do flicks, tricks, come on and do these little cameo things that all of us want to see. You want, you need to unlock a defence that's sat deep. You need someone who's going to try something frigging weird. And that's Delhi. Does he go missing? Possibly. Is that a fitness issue? Definitely. Does the whole squad have a fitness issue? 100% they do. So anyone who comes in, whether it's Pochettino, like I want it to be, or whether it's Potter, anyone who comes in, the first thing they have to address is the fitness issue. Anyone who doesn't want to address that needs to leave. Because the club, yeah. they need to be fair. Mm. Um, and that's Delhi. that's anyone. They need to be fair. And they and they know that. I think Delhi knows that. Just listen to the, you know, read what he said between the lines. I'll be back fitter, stronger. Yeah, anyway. Simon yeah. Whiteman says, a little challenge from Matt and Sam. Oh, no. <laughs> Can Matt name seven current squad players excluding Danny Rose, who leaves on a free, who he wants gone this summer, and can Sam name seven players from the academy to replace them? Wow. Oh, That's a challenge, Jesus. isn't it? Uh, <laughs> due to how long this podcast is going, can we adjust it from seven to, say, one? Three. <laughs> should, should we say three? Right, three, three players. Right, go on, so name one player, and I'll replace them with someone from the academy. Right. So let's get Sissoko out. All right, Sissoko, I'm going to replace him with Oliver Skip. Fantastic. Uh, oh, do you know what? I, I'm, I'm not sure. I had someone in mind, but I'm not going to say no, it. No, say it. No, no, I won't. No, okay. uh, I'll go. I'll go um, centre back. So although I love Toby, I feel like he's coming to the autumn winter of his career. So let's replace Toby. Uh, that's difficult. Um, come in, we got some great defenders in our academy, but to replace Toby out of world, I think we need to sign somebody. Um, however, if we're doing it purely from the academy, um, uh, you could argue, make a great case for TJ Iomo, who's had a brilliant loan at Lincoln to be given an opportunity. Me personally, I I really like Fagan Walcott, um, and so I'll go with him, Fagan Walcott. Fantastic. Okay, and finally. Uh, let's say right back. So Aurier's going anyway, yeah. isn't he? By the sounds of things, but let's replace Doherty. So All right, let's, um, let's, let's replace Doherty. In that case, I'd give TJ a role there. I'd give him a shot at it. or Tanganga. I mean, I know he's part of the first team squad now, but um, TJ played most of the season in central defence on the right side or right back. Um, the club could possibly see his future as a right back. So yeah, I'd give him a shot. There you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Frederick Anderson says, absolutely love your show. Your, your views, thoughts, perspectives is amazing. I think I've listened to more podcasts than I have seen matches this season. You guys should be board members. (laughs) No, but I think it's time to give Harry Kane some credit for his defensive work, especially all the corners he has cleared, uh, regards Fred from Norway. Thank you, Fred from Norway. My brother lives in Norway, Fred. Do you know him? No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he does. Love Norway. Beautiful country. He lives right next to a fjord, which I can't say. So apologies. Fjord. That's Sweden, isn't it? I thought the Sweden had the fjords. 
Yeah, I think it's all of Scandinavia. Fred, let us oh, know. Uh, <laughs> Simon King says, only one Spurs player in the 33-man Provisional England squad. Faults? I didn't see a Tottenham player in that squad. Oh, come on, Sam. <laughs> it's not happened yet, has it? It's not happened he yet. He is dead to me until the transfer window closes. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember? I know I've reminded everyone of this before, but do you remember Toby was dead to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. True, true. He's signed a new contract. True. Yes, yes. I know he's not in the same league as Harry, no, but you know, no, no. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm just very, <laughs> I'm very hurt. I hurt right now. Okay. Um, seeing as it's pretty bleak being a Spurs fan at the moment, what's the darkest time you remember for the club? This is from Marty Ost. Uh, to be honest with you, Marty's talked about the spring of 95 where we very came close to relegation. Marty, that's the same for me. That was it. That was... I genuinely thought we were leaving the Premier League. Genuinely thought we were leaving. That, that for me, was the darkest. But did Arsenal win the league that season as well? I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. yeah. It doesn't get darker than that, no, does it? No, no, we We were fighting relegation. They were winning the league. And yet people wondered why I was happy we finished above them. <laughs> yeah, I just never exactly. understand... Uh, Ryan Miller says Bale to stay or go we've kind of addressed it I'd love him to stay but I've got no idea what he will Um, uh, Ryan says I think if we can get him for another season we should I agree Matt Hope just says glad this season's over well said Matt (laughs) Um, Alpesh K. Putzel Mr. Squad Enrichment says what a cack season all of Levy's making we need the whole club top right through to the bottom to change or we will see this cycle persist uh, be persistent ending the same way if we don't see change we will fail all the time we need a director of football to work with our new manager to scout and ask to change and improve our youth system works but needs more importance to promote the youngsters uh, if anyone wants to read Al Pesci's essay you can find it on our Facebook page I'm not going to read the full thing because we all know what he's saying and you're not wrong yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you're not absolutely. wrong at all um, uh, Dan replied to him saying take it you've heard uh dan basically said to him you want some squad enrichment being a sarky little git that he is do, do you know do you know do you know what sam if um you know like earlier i was talking about where we're going to be when we're like a really really famous podcasters yeah i feel like when we do a road so we'll obviously do like quite a lot of road shows won't yeah. we um like to, to you know we, i can imagine us feeling like the o2 and you know that kind of thing you know yeah easy but yeah. but but when we do, I think we should have some guest appearances, and Alpesh has to be a guest appear, uh, one of the guests. Yeah, he, he yeah. he's like a he's like a cult figure in on our podcast, yeah. isn't he? Mister is. Squad in Richmond, as he's known. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. you got <laughs> Step in Stefan Squad in Richmond Alpesh without doubt. Yeah, they come. Yeah. Um, uh, everybody for listening, thank you so much. Um, we've really appreciated all the comments throughout the entire season. Um, we we literally it's it's so interesting that sometimes you have an idea in your head the way the show's going to go and you kind of have this rough idea and then you read the comments you're like nope we're going in a different direction people <laughs> um, and and it's fun and we do tend to go off on a tangent uh, we want to finish we want to finish with this um, it's kind of a plea I think um, perhaps a prayer or offering up a sacrifice to all of the Norse gods. Um, <laughs> I I would very much... I did not believe a week ago that the idea of Mauricio Pochettino coming back to Tottenham was even possible. When I saw the news reports, my reaction to it, even when I posted to the Facebook page, I then put a comment underneath it from me personally to say, I don't overly believe this simply because Daniel Levy's ego would have to be checked massively to do this. And I just don't think he... I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he can do it. Since then, 
reporters who I, I trust greatly have now written stories where Tottenham want him, Mauricio Pochettino wants to come back, and now it's a case of doing a deal. If that is true, if that is genuinely true, and I'm telling you this, I hope it is, and the club are able to reappoint him, then I am genuinely going to be overjoyed. Not because this is like the return of some all-conquering hero. The guy didn't win trophies for us. I know all of that. I, I know they ended badly. There's no there's no doubt in my mind of any of it. Right? Okay. But when Tottenham were looking to recruit a new manager, apparently the board looked at it, wrote a list of all the key attributes they were looking for. And then they looked at that list and went, we're basically looking for a Mauricio. We're basically looking for what we already had. It would, to me, be a massive sign of progress if the club are willing to admit they ballsed up and are willing to go, we should have stuck with you and we should have backed you. So please come back and this time we're going to stick with you and we're going to back you because we know that you can achieve what we want to achieve. Like, when Tottenham were playing under Mauricio Pochettino, we had not won a trophy, but not one player was doing an interview talking about leaving. And the reason why is because they enjoyed being at the club, they won more games than they lost, and they knew that they were right there challenging. And if everyone remembers a quote from Harry Kane, which is so key to all this debate, is he has never once said, if I don't win a trophy at Tottenham this season, I am leaving. He has always said, it's bloody hard winning trophies in England, but as long as we're there fighting for them, I'm here. As long as I feel we are in with a shot, I am here. The fact that he no longer feels that way is the reason why he wants to leave. And the fact he feels that way is because we have gone backwards so rapidly since Mauricio Pochettino left. So if he can come back, and he is backed... And being backed isn't just, here's 100 million, go buy some players. Being backed is listening to him when he says that player needs to go. He said Danny Rose needs to leave. He needs to go. He he has reached the cycle, we need that, but he needs to go. He said Toby Alderweireld needed to leave. That caused loads of problems. We as fans, why would you get rid of Toby? He's our best defender. He's the manager. He's the guy in charge. If he's looking at it going... This is how I want to play, and how I want to play means that this player needs to move on. I think he's reached the end of his cycle with me. I don't think he's pressing as hard as he used to. I don't think he's working as hard as he used to. That's supporting the manager. Back him. Let him do these things. Even if he walks through the door as the new manager and goes, first player to go, bye Harry, love you, but we need the money to reinvest in this squad. I'm going to back him, because I trust him. And that's a massive thing. No other manager could walk in and make those decisions and have my trust from day one. Mauricio Pochettino can, because I've seen him do it before. I've seen him walk into our club where we had Soldado, we had countless other players, and he moved them all on and built a team that was bloody good. And I, I believe he could do it again. And just imagine, like us when actually him coming back, us winning a trophy, and then another video of him going into that st- like the change of him holding those big balls. Yeah, yeah. that's what I want, sir. Yeah, I, I just I want that back. The guy was so invested in our club. 
when we made the Champions League final, he openly cried on the pitch because of the achievement, not just for him, but for all of us. He knew what that meant for every single person. And when he went to do an interview, still with tears in his eyes, trying his best not to, not to just lose it completely, he didn't talk about what a great day this is for me. This is just another final. He didn't talk about all the trophies he could possibly win and, oh, this is great for my CV. He talked mm. about his family. There's no friends. ego, was there? No, he talked about how much it meant to him for this group of players. He talked about, you know, everyone who's ever supported him and, and been helpful to him. He talked about Daniel Levy for giving him the chance. He talked about the fans and how much it meant to him that they were sharing it together. He went back out. Remember, he went back out at Ajax, at Amsterdam, the stadium. The fans were up in the gods. That Those moments are the reason why there is a connection between us and him. Everything that came after, all of the slap, everything that came after, you can trace back to the lack of ability for the club to change that squad. The squad reached the end of his life cycle. That happens. Look at Alex Ferguson at Man United. He changed that squad every window. Little additions and sometimes big changes. Like players that you just would never get rid of. It's like he got rid of Pallister and Bruce, the two best central defenders of the country. Gone. When, when yep, Stam. Yep, yeah, Stam. Yep, Stam. Suddenly said something back to him once. Boom, gone. Um, you remember uh, Roy Keane was his general, was his right hand man. Roy Keane was the mainstay, the 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 voice of Sir Alex Ferguson on the pitch. The minute he dropped dropped the pace, the minute he fell away, bang, gone. There was no sentiment. He loved those players. You talk. You listen to some of those players still talk about Alex Ferguson as if he's their father. Because of the way he worked with him. And you listen to some of the Tottenham players talk about Richard Pochettino. In the same way, there is no doubt in my mind that he builds that. He builds that ethos. And he, if he is backed and he is actually backed to make the changes every window like he knows he needs to do, the club will go forward again. Not a doubt in my mind. Well, so come home, he, please. Let's hope he persuades him of that when they're having that cup of tea later. Yeah, yeah, let's hope. But if that can happen, yeah, I'm going to be over the moon. Um, but too, mate, this, this is our last show then. Um, we will be returning um, with a show to preview the new season that will probably be around the beginning of August. So you have all of June and all of July off from us. Although if Mauricio Pochettino is confirmed in the next few days, I might do a special. <laughs> yeah. No, all joking aside, we're going to have June and July off. Um, I'm going to be talking to manscaping people, see if they want to sponsor us. Um, such a weird thing that I'm worried about that. I mean, to be honest, if it is what I think it is, yeah. I'm happy to do any promos for them. Do you know what I mean? I'm, really you know, interesting. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. yeah, apparently manscaping makes it look bigger. Well, yeah. There you go. That's, yeah. that's you know what, what other excuse do you need? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, yes, please, yes, please. I'll I'll take five. No. Yeah, five uh, manscapes. But anyway, a uh, big thank you to everybody for listening. Big thank you for everyone for the entire season. Everyone who's interacted with us. Even the guy who emails me every week to tell me I'm a dickhead. I appreciate you. You make me laugh even when you don't mean to. Thank you to everybody. You all take care. We'll be back in August. Yeah, and mate, I just want to say thank you as well to not only everyone that listens every week. And, you know, we get some amazing feedback like we did today. But again, I know I say this every, at the end of every season we finish, but massive thank you to you, mate. You know, you, you're the one that pulls all the strings, puts the effort in, gets the shows out. So, yeah, thanks, mate. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, buddy. Don't, don't mention it. Everyone, you take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast this season. 
We know it's been rough, but we appreciate you for sticking it out with us. Keep an eye on our Facebook page where over 70,000 fellow Spurs fans interact daily on our posts. And we'll let you know when our show is going to return for the 2021-2022 season. All our best to all of you.